Hallelujah. And then I was sitting over there and I realized, man, I got to preach. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm happy. We're in a special place tonight. Am I loud or is it just my ears? I'm loud. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are uh, very fortunate. That's a good word, isn't it? Fortunate. Fortune. Fortunate to have pastors that allow the Spirit of God to flow. I've gone to a lot of churches in 30 years, and uh, I've seen where the Spirit of God begins to move and pastor gets up, just shuts it down. See? But not here. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Just want to thank you, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Kim, for having us again. And I tell you what, last night, man, we got taken into the jungle. <laughs> I felt like king of the jungle last night. I tell you what, Pauline, ooh, you set the high watermark right there now, girl. <laughs> Come on, give it up. I don't have time to teach on this. I'll let your pastor teach you if Holy Ghost leads you, leads him. Uh, but hospitality is part of being a paymaster. If, if you study it out, you'll find out that hospitality is part of being a paymaster. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. <sighs> well, we want to welcome all the Faith Victory Church members watching, viewing online. Come on, give it up for them. <laughs> TRM partners, wherever you are in the world, give it up for them. And whoever is watching, wherever you're watching. And if you're exceeding uh, Grace Christian Church members, well, hallelujah. We're here. Now, we give it up to them. Praise the Lord. I get it. <laughs> Quit. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. You look like you're in expectation tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, let's do a little bit of review and get this airplane out on the runway, and then we'll take off, okay? Review is? All right. Let me just make some statements here, and uh, we'll see where the Spirit of God takes us tonight. I made the statement Sunday morning and again last night that Faith people are rare. Uh, you know, what we were just doing, 
praising and worshiping the Lord, that's rare. Oh, yeah, you see canned editions of it. You know, uh, uh, where, you know, they won't play our music on Christian radio. They won't play it. They say it's got too much word. I'm serious. They, they, they won't play our music. And so, uh, you know, Christian artists, a lot of them, they write music that sells. They write music that will get airtime. See? Well, I don't care about all that. I, I care about God time. <laughs> Amen? And uh, so faith is rare. And then I brought out how prosperity faith believers are rare. You know, you might find somebody that's a Christian, born again, loves God. And then you start talking about the blessing of the Lord make the rich. Oh, boy, I mean, you know, they turn you off real quick because they think you're greedy when they don't realize it's growth. You're growing in God. In other words, you show me a Christian that's broke, and I'll show you a Christian that never graduated elementary school. Don't get mad at that if you're in elementary school. You can, you can graduate real quick. Do some home, take some home correspondence courses like me and Mama Alberta did. When, when, the church, when the church doors shut, we didn't shut our Bibles. We went home and we had church at home. We kept it, we kept it going. We were making up for lost time. The Bible says that God will... Make up those years that the devil stole. The locust and the pommel worm and all that. The devil. Right? I, I, I just feel real uncomfortable with the sound. Can you just pull me down or something? Because I'm liable to get shouting tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, then we discovered that paymaster... Faith believers are extremely rare. See? And so you are a select group. Now watch this. In all the churches that I go to, I don't know any church that I could preach what I'm preaching other than my church and this church at this level. Because I'm, I'm not holding nothing back. Uh, because it's not only being preached to you, it's being released on this planet. Because I've never, even though we've lived it, and we've shared it from time to time, I've never taken night after night after night uh, to teach on uh, Paymaster and uh, to uh, hang on a minute. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. He's taking me back. Can I, can I talk about that?
I was waiting for my wife. I believe it was 2015. Tuesday night, sitting in my car. And Jesus sat down in my car. And uh, begin to talk to me. And when Jesus sits down in your car, uh, you lose all your physical strength. And what he just said was, you remember what I asked you and what you said? I said, yeah. He said, this is it. This is what it's going to produce. It's going to produce paymasters in the body of Christ. You better hear this. <laughs> My God. And he said, I'm, I'm giving you an assignment to teach this. Because this wealth transfer has to come to people that money's not mastering. They're mastering it. See? We got, we got to be ready for this. You know, and I understand you may be here tonight knowing everybody in town, uh, and uh, you're trying to figure out how to make it through the month. Listen. Because if you will get on board with what God's master plan is, it'll swallow up that debt. It'll swallow up uh, those concerns. So, but I can't go back into those kinds of teachings and leave where we're at. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, so, I got to stay here, right? And so, thank you, Lord. My goodness. Alberta, Alberta, Alberta. Hallelujah. Remind me when we get home to tell you something. So, uh, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed right now with, uh, see, when God wants you to do something, you don't always know what he's up to. Does that make sense? And, you know, we know in part and we prophesy in part. Uh, but then when the time has come for certain things to be manifested, all of a sudden the seeds you've sown, the things you've claimed, the things that uh, you, you, you've dreamed about, the things that you've envisioned, the the promises that he's spoken to your heart, all of a sudden you get into this river of manifestation where all of a sudden these things start all coming together. And it's like, my goodness, it's, it, it seems effortless, but you cast down for that month and that year, and you held your ground when the devil tried to steal it from you, and you wouldn't let the doubters and skeptics and critics 
talked you out of it. You held fast. Arabakabasata. You did not cast away your confidence. And it's time for a great recompense of reward. Hallelujah. So, uh, I told you about a paymaster's development. Remember that? That the development of a financial generous heart, which we know is compassion, and then the development of a financial obedient heart, which we know is command. Paymasters must be under command. It's one thing for compassion. It's another thing for command. Command, you may not feel nothing, don't know anything about a situation, but God said, you do this. And you don't have to have compassion to do it. You're under command to do it. In the military, when you get a command, don't make no difference. You don't feel like doing it. You do it. And that's, what, that's why there's so few qualifying heirs under tutors and governors that are being positioned for paymasters because ain't nobody telling me what to do. I mean, look at the body of Christ just with the tithe. I mean, come on. We ain't even talking about that. Offerings, partnership, missions given. Paymasters, that's, that's all elementary stuff. That's all. Of course you do that. See? That's, that's, that, that to a paymaster is a no-brainer. I mean, it, it, it's like, right. See? And uh, tomorrow night, Mom Alberta's asking me, when are you going to tell everybody how to do this thing? <laughs> That's your mama. <laughs> I said, it be tomorrow night. Right now, all right, let me ask you this. How many of you in here have ever heard a sermon on paymaster? That's why I got to keep pounding this thing. See? Because... It's not been preached, preached. Now, I heard my spiritual dad say it, but not teach it uh, as far as what you are hearing me teach. But it got us on the paymaster boat. And we made a $5,000 vow to be a paymaster. Every time I say that, last night I said it, and someone in here God's dealing with, with a $5,000 vow that you really serious, 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 to be a paymaster. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. So, uh, we got on board with that. And it became a part of our confession. We've said it every, probably almost every day for uh, 32 plus years. 
My, 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 my kids back home, they've heard me say it many a time. And they say it. But now they're getting understanding, understanding of what's being said here. Everybody wants to help people. I mean, if you actually are born again, you want to help somebody. Have you ever been in a situation where you saw somebody that needed tires for the car? Right? And then just inside, you, you didn't have it. Back in, you remember that? And you just like, man, you wanted to do something. See that want to? That want to? See, that's, that's a sign that uh, God wants to raise you up. See? To do something about it. Not just sit there and say, oh, man, I wish I could have done something about that. No, that want to. Get in front of God with that want to. And see, I'm in Friday night, ain't I? Get, get in front of God with that want to and say, God, I want to do that. I mean, my wife, we're, 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 we're getting ready tonight. And, and she said, honey, I want to give uh, uh, someone, not, not, not around here, I want to send them $1,000. I said, well, praise the Lord. I mean, it's just in her heart today. Are you following what I'm saying? We do that every day. We, I mean, you know, see, how many of you like to just send bless somebody that allows not? No, no, for no motive. No, what can I get from you? Just being a blessing. Well, we got to learn how. It's in our divine nature. And it, watch this. Everybody could, most folk won't. Because it's down in this heart where all the obedience takes place. We'll get in that tomorrow night. So that's the night you don't want to come. <laughs> no, I believe, I, believe, I believe we got a house full of people that are just bless God, bless God. Come on now. Remember the sunset, Mama Alberta's sunset? On the very first night we get here, and uh, the Lord spoke to my heart, there's gold on the horizon. There's gold on the horizon. And then I went to uh, Robert Tilton and Maria Tilton's house. He invited us over there. And they had a belated birthday party. I mean, what a surprise. And we talked about that gold horizon. And, and see, when you understand gold, I brought out last night, God don't wait to talk about gold. He jumps in there in the second chapter of Genesis. And then the second chapter before he ends, the Old Testament, he talked about gold. Then two chapters in the New Testament, he talked about gold. Then uh, the second to the last uh, next to the last chapter in the book of Revelation, he's talking about gold. Gold's on his mind. He likes gold. If you don't like gold, then split hell open because uh, uh, heaven is full of gold. I'm just telling you, there's gold all over the place in heaven. You, you want to know the truth about it? There's gold all over down here. That's right. 
God didn't God God don't have just a little bit of gold. I mean, they, you know, I live in Kentucky where we had Fort Fort uh, Knox. Just just vaults full of gold bars. Come on now. Come on. See, there's gold. I mean, you'd be, you'd be surprised how the wicked rich have gold stored up. They know to have their financial portfolio full of gold. You see? And uh, you see all these gold commercials on television. You know, they're trying to sell you some gold. Is there a shortage of gold? See, but, you know, we got to get us some of that. So I got over to Dad Dilton's, and he gave me a birthday present, these gold cufflinks, and it's just, it's just, you know, our spiritual father wants us to understand about gold. And, and, and I took, thank you, Lord, I was into gold as a heathen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have seen me. The gold chain. Y'all think y'all has anything. A gold chain, gold nugget rings. I had a gold bracelet, a gold nugget bracelet. I'm talking, just, right? And I had, I bought Alberta gold earrings and gold necklaces. We had gold. And then the Lord, Lord speaks to me. He says, I want you to take all that gold and take it to the pawn shop. We better we better save that for tomorrow night. I mean, test of obedience. And the first offer they give you, take it. See, I said, Lord, you know how that works. You go in there, you plop it down, and they say, "What well, you got there?" And, you know, they look at it and say, "Well, how much you want for that? How much you give me?" And they're going to say some ridiculous low thing. And you're telling me to take it? You're telling me to take it? You know what he said about that? Nothing. So I went in there. He must have thought I just robbed somebody. I put this big pile of gold down. He does that thing. Okay, you got some nice stuff here. How much you want for it? How much you give me? $65. See, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all just went like I, I, I want to, see, I wouldn't save, 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 save. I'll save. I was. But that Tabasco sauce was coming up right through here now. I want to reach across that counter and drag him over. And the Lord said, what I say? I said, I'll take it. He said, you'll take it. Well, he couldn't write that thing out fast enough. Gave me that $65. The Lord said, now put that in offering plate tonight. Now, this one ring right here. Is worth more than all that gold that was on that. And this ring right here is worth more than that. 
You know how much I paid for that? Zero. You know how much I paid for that? Zero. God, give it to me. And now you better listen. You better listen. See, because God is not taking from you. He's setting you up. He's not subtracting. He's getting you in position to be able to handle that. Now, you, before I got that, I had a nice nugget ring. And the Lord said, you give that to uh, Pastor Honey, your spiritual son out there on eBay. I said, and my, my fingers all swelled up because out there in that heat. And I said, Lord, I can't even get it off my finger. I went like this, and it popped off my finger. I said, well, all right. That night in the service, I gave it to Pastor Honey. Then God gave me another ring. And the Lord said, give it to your spiritual son. Once that fits up. <laughs> not, that, not that hand. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not subtracting. He's adding two. And see, people get mad when you start sharing this kind of stuff because they're like, hey, you talk about diamond rings. And, and All right, look, if I just sit there and say, uh, follow my faith. Come on, sir. You can't see my faith. All you can do is see what my faith does. And when you, when you get over in this arena of prosperity and God pushes your button to testify, you, you, people get mad, they get upset, they think that's all he talks about is cars and houses and diamond rings and money. It ain't all I talk about. Go on my website. You want to know about marriage? Click on it. You want to know about healing? Click on it. On and on and on and on. Ain't all I talk about. See? That's what I'm talking about this week. <laughs> See? Should I quit? <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's, that's, the way, that's the way God does things uh, to teach us how. See? So we discovered... Uh, in Matthew 20, verse 8, I ain't got time to get in all that, but in the Living Bible, the paymaster there, remember that? How God told the paymaster to call the men in and pay them. Because when we uh, first started going uh, to church back in those early days, and we were excited about it, Robert Tilton, be a paymaster. Lord be to God, we're paymasters. And people are like, what do you mean a paymaster? No, we're going to, we're God going to give us a bunch of money and we're going to help folk. Where's that in the Bible? Well, back then, Pastor John, I couldn't prove it. I knew it, but I couldn't prove it. You understand what I'm saying? Because we were just baby Christians, you know, and, 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 and kind of shut us down so to where we just had to preach to each other. See? 
And so we just preach to each other, pay masters of the gospel, pay masters of the gospel, glory be to God. And, you know, we started doing little things for people here and there when we were in need. That's Friday night. Okay, Lord, back here. So we discovered uh, that the heir, as long as he is a child, is under tutors. We found out that word is paymaster tutors, right? And paymaster governors, economists, right? And that you have to be trained in this area. And we found out in Romans chapter 12 that the grace of giving requires a renewed mind. See, and God will put stuff, excuse me, God will put stuff in your life. Oh, here we are again. God will put things in your life that uh, he's just going to see what you do with it. He's just going to see how you handle it. See, to be a paymaster, can I, can, I, can, I just, can I just be straight up? Everything's got to be on the altar. Everything. Everything. Nothing withheld. Now, as you put everything on the altar, there's things after you pass uh, X amount of tests that he doesn't require anymore. God will never, ever empty our accounts again. Never. Never. Why? Because he needs to be able to pull the trigger. Right? And plus, he wants us to live nice because we've uh, done what's required to qualify. See? But to operate as a paymaster, everything's got to go on the altar. And people say that. Oh, yes, amen. I surrender. We sing that song. In uh, the Methodist Church, I surrender all. We line the whole time we're singing it. <laughs> Come on now. I surrender all except my car. <laughs> I, you know, on and on and on and on, right? And, uh, you know, it gets, uh, folks, we only have so much time here. And Jesus is coming soon. And if he doesn't come in our lifetime, this is your time. And I'm uh, just turned 62, and I fully intend to live to 105. And that's going to come quick, as I've seen from 20 to 40 and 40 to 60. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You young kids, you know, you're sitting there, right, right, you can't wait to get your license, graduate school, when's Christmas going to get here, when's my next birthday, how old are you, oh, I'm 15 and a half, and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when, you, when you get into these decades, you know, I'm, I'm in my 60s. 
<laughs> that gives you some leeway, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we found out, <coughs> excuse me, we found out, well, I'm, I'm half drunk here, gang. So I'm, I hope this is making sense. We found out over in Hebrews eleven six. remember that? That uh, without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a paymaster. Remember the BLE Bible? He is a paymaster. And uh, we looked at it uh, extensively from uh, two of the most revered Greek scholars, uh, Smith Abbott and uh, A.T. Robertson, who both agree that that word uh, is paymaster. And so, God is a paymaster. And if we're joint heirs with Jesus, then we're paymasters. And we looked at uh, Abraham Stewart, Eliezer. Remember that? And don't, don't get thrown by this. I was telling Pastor Jonathan in the office before we come out here, because you always got some skeptic out there that says, well, uh, my Bible says that we brethren as Isaac are, are the children of promise. Well, yeah. But who do you think taught Isaac? Who do you think taught Isaac? Eliezer. Come here, come here, come here. You need to see this. This is your daddy's right here, and this is how you do this thing. See? Are you following? So we discovered that Eliezer had rule over all that Abraham had and represented him. Remember that? Represented him. Represented him. Yeah. And <laughs> whew, let, me just, let, me just get, let me just go to this last page here and see if anything makes sense. Because I'm trying... I'm trying to preach tonight, and I keep going to Friday night, which I ain't got no notes for. <laughs> huh. Huh. Hallelujah. And so, uh, I want to bring out these two points here. The devil targets paymasters. The devil targets paymasters. And paymasters target the devil. So if you think you're just going to jump up and say, Hey, count me in right there, Pastor Philip. I'm going to be a payman. Get ready. Because you're going right at the very juggler vein of the devil. How he controls the evil on this planet is through money. And it's not money in its existence. It's the love of. The love of money is the root of some all evil. So how he controls the evil on this planet is getting God's people or getting the uh, heathen 
to get in love with money because money can afford you what appears to be a lifestyle of luxury. I remember old Roberts, uh, he went years with I'll not touch the gold nor the glory. And he said that. And then he got a revelation from Kenneth Copeland. See? And he realized, my goodness, I've been saying that all these years. And yet he built ORU. But he did not understand from that old teaching, stay away from the gold, stay away from the glory. See, when you want the glory, you need the gold. Remember the natural glory and the supernatural glory? You can't have supernatural glory without natural glory. Before the Shekinah glory came, they had to bring all the natural glory in and build a place for the Shekinah glory to come. Know ye not that your temple, your body is the temple of the living God? You want, you want glory on your life? You're going, to need, you're going to need to decorate thyself. Come on now. Are you, are you following this? And so the devil targets. That's why the, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 6 it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. That's all in that same place where the love of money is the root of all evil. So here's where the fight really, where the battle really rages. Yeah, you have a fight over here, you know, about this and about that. But you want to you you get on the main battle lines? When you start taking money and advancing the kingdom of God with it, I told you that money is the single most influential tool to advance the kingdom or a lack of it to hinder the kingdom. And so when you're taking your faith and you're lining yourself up to take the power of this world with the power of the spiritual kingdom, the dev- you get the devil's attention. See? See? So that's why, uh, you know, there you are. You're in the meeting and God challenges you to uh, write that check. Woo! We're going to do it. Here we go. And as soon as you do, the car makes a funny noise. And you go get it looked at, and it's going to cost you $500. God, I did what you said. If I'd have kept that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what's going on. The enemy wants to shut you down. He wants to shut you down to where your car, before your car, if it ever makes a little noise, it ain't no beef, get the thing fixed. Right? Or get a new one. That's what I was getting at. Hey. Right? So when we're talking about paymaster, you got, and I'm going to show it to you in a word, you got to get ready. Not for your car to be messed with. But understand 
that he, you, you, you got the devil's attention. That's how he pulls the strings in the political arena. That's how he pulls the strings in Hollywood. That's how he pulls the strings in the music industry, in the education industry, and watches in the religious community. Right? See? And the church that really loves God, that wants to do some things for God, is broke. Come on now. I'm talking about the church as a whole. See? And so, when we're talking about that, you need to understand that the devil targets paymasters. Why? Because when you graduate and your cup is running over, now God's going to send you right in to target where the devil's been messing with somebody. Come on now. Are you following this? And he knows that if God conditions your heart with compassion and conditions your heart in obedience, you are a major threat. To the powers of darkness. See? Are you here tonight? Okay. Is this making sense? Okay. Let me just show you some of that. Uh, go with me to Daniel. Thank God he's finally getting in the Bible. Well, it took me that long to get my... I'm not sobered up, nothing like that. Don't... It's just trying to find where God is, that river in here. I want you to understand that this ain't no picnic, uh, you know, where you just, oh, I was in a paymaster conference at Exceeding uh, Grace Christian Church, and now I'm a paymaster. See? We're talking about front line. I said we're talking about front line. You understand front line? You're on the front lines. See? Right up there just, look, when, I, I, I can't be intimidated like I used to be. When I didn't have nothing. Rich folk don't intimidate me. I understand they did a whole lot of rich folk got way more than me and Mama Albert, but they don't intimidate me. Because I know where we've been and where we are and where we're going. Debt free for over two decades. Ministries debt free. We're building phase two debt free. RVM band debt free. TRMs debt free. You don't intimidate me. You can have you can have you can have a thirty thousand square foot mansion with Bentleys uh, all 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 up in your drive. You don't intimidate me. That does, it doesn't mess with me because I know who I am and I know where I'm going and I know what I'm supposed to do. 
See, in a, in a lot of the church world is intimidated by worldly wealth. And it can intimidate you. It can intimidate you. Oh, yeah, you know, you, you go on a little vacation, you know, and, and, and you're staying in this hotel, you know, and, and, you know, they got the fountains going or whatever, and, and uh, you went to the breakfast buffet or you went to this or you went to that, and you're just like, wow, isn't this? Ooh, check this out. Oh, wow, wow. And then you went back home. Me and my wife, we're like, we're ready to go home because our home's nice. I remember when, when uh, we first started traveling, preaching, and uh, Alberta looked at me and she said, are we driving our car? I said, well, praise the Lord. Let's believe God for a rental. Have to believe God for a rental. Got to believe God. Come on, Jesus. And boy, I tell you what, we get that rental, we believe that rental in. And man, we got in that thing, you know, just driving. Boy, this is nice, nice, nice. And then all of a sudden the week's over. And you got to turn it in and get back in your car and hope it starts. And it starts up and you're checking how much gas you got in there. Make sure the air conditioning blowing a little something. Thank God. Now, don't get mad. Understand. That's not God's intention, but there's, you pass through things. See, you pass through seasons, and we're in 2020. And we didn't have anybody. We didn't have a paymaster conference to go to. Right? I didn't have nobody tell me when I heard Dad Tilton say, be a paymaster. I didn't realize that I'd just put a bullseye on my back. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. I just thought, hey, I can do that because I liked helping people before. My goodness. Right? And here it come, you know, because the devil knows if you pass those tests, he is afraid of your cup running over. And listen, he fears that. He fears it. Why? Because that which you have in your cup that's running over was supposed to control you. It was supposed to enslave you. It was supposed to keep you under. And you've mastered it. Woo! Anybody see this? See? Maybe you got all kinds of different masters out there. Master chess player, you know, and 
and, and you know, uh, all these different people that they call masters out there. And God's, God's looking for some paid masters. See, when, when money can't talk to you, when, when it can't say to you, no, you can't have that. Or no, we ain't doing that. See? And these are these different places that you arrive at that your stomach starts feeling queasy. And it's like, man, God, if I was to do that, how in the world? How would that ever happen? See? And, it, and, and those moments like that, are defining moments. Do you believe that he is a paymaster of those that diligently seek him? See, is he your source? See, or are the resources your source? A lot of people look at resources as their source. No, all resources came from the source to be resourced. See, but if resources, you got to, you know, we're out at the farm. You're getting a little bit of Friday night. We're out, we're out at the farm, and, you know, we're believing God for all, you know, just this and that and that and this, and, and ain't nothing happening. I said, Lord, what's wrong? And, and he said, Alberta got $20 hid in her wallet. I said, what? She got a $20 bill hid in her wallet. I'm sitting there even siphoning gas out of the farm truck. To put in the blazer to go to church, she got a $20 bill tucked up underneath her wallet. <laughs> Spitting gas out of my mouth. <laughs> I went to Alberta. I said, Alberta, this is what happens when you live with a prophet. She's checking now. What? <laughs> she got hundreds tucked in there now. I called her in there and I said, The Lord just told me you got a $20 bill. Her face went a little blank. Well, that was, it was in case. What? What? Your husband's spitting gas out of his mouth. Is that not in case? <laughs> Is there not a cause? <laughs> See, you laughing at that, but you got that money in that book on that bookcase up in there. The Christmas money, we ain't touching that. God's, God's like, Christmas? That ain't been that far away. What are you talking about Christmas? I'm wanting, I'm wanting this anointing to get on you. 
See, people miss. Miss. See? Opportunities. Should I tell on Mama Alberta? No, no, this is good. That was good because we, we were just babies. We were just baby Christians. But we got, we got, we got the TV program going on, right? Uh, and uh, Pastor Eric doing an excellent job. And uh, yeah, come on. And we have what is called Studio A and Studio B. Studio A, Alberta, Studio B, Boss. And so, <laughs> y'all nodding on Alberta when it came boss, you're like, <laughs> I got three bosses. Number one boss, Pastor Elizabeth, number two boss, Tiffy, number three boss. So they let me be boss, but they're really the bosses. And so, Simon, and so we're, we're getting the decor for the studio. And we needed a desk, and Alberta in her dressing room, oh, Jesus, in her, you know her dressing room. In her dressing room, I bought her this desk years ago, beautiful. Uh, you, anybody know about hooker furniture? Okay, it's a hooker desk. <sighs> That's the name of the company. But that shows you the level of quality that it is. Not so much where we got it from <laughs> right so anyways she has she has she said honey uh let's take this desk down there for for uh studio b right she has on this desk she's got all these jewels and i mean it's just uh, just you know it's loaded and she says, uh, we need to empty this thing out. And I said, well, all right, praise the Lord. So I go to open the drawer, and there's a bunch of money right there. <laughs> so I take it out. You know, once we got the desk clear, I put it in there and, and got some papers out. There's another whole bunch of money there. So I took that, and I said, honey, now I ain't talking about dollar bills. No, we're talking hundreds, fifties, right? And I'm thinking, she getting this out of here? <laughs> Where's this woman getting all this money, right? And finally, I said, "Hun, I need, I need one of your shoe boxes." Now, a shoe box packed full of fifties, hundreds. I would guess, I would guess $10,000 in that box. I would, are we going to go home and count it? (laughs) 
the point being, God, and, and she's just, and it's fine. This is what happens when you start accumulating stuff. She just, okay, somebody blesses her with that, or this comes in, whatever, and she sticks it in there, and, you know, don't think nothing about it. She's not in her account, and see how much you got. You know, it's just, it's, right? It's just part of, uh, are you following? It's just, man, we ain't talking about that's all the money. she got her own checking account, savings account. That's just one drawer. Right? I still think she's getting in my pocket here, but that's all right. All right, listen, listen. Are you in Daniel? Remember, the devil targets paymasters, and paymasters target the devil. Look here. Chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over three, these three presidents, of whom, what? Daniel. Daniel was first, that the princes might give account unto them, and the king should have no damage now remember you see that word that the princes might give accounts financial term yes, sir. now you got you got the king is re realizing wait a minute somebody is uh doing some hanky panky you understand hanky panky yeah. with the with the government finances and so he's going to raise up paymasters that are going to oversee this, and he takes Daniel. Now, how many of you know Daniel's in captivity? But yet, he has an excellent spirit, right? And they set Daniel, he sets Daniel over all the other heathen. So, they can't rip the king off. Because Daniel's going to say, oh, we need to see the books. Now, watch this. Remember what I said, how the devil targets those in charge of, are you following? So look what happens. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the what? In other words, Daniel going to be like the king. Anybody want to be like the king? Anybody want to be set over the whole realm? Anybody willing to have an excellent spirit? And not when you have all this money, kind of slide a little bit over in here? To be honest, faithful with another man's? Come on, somebody. Daniel, man, I mean, he might be able to do a little something here. I mean, after all, you know, the people are in captivity, and, you know, I'm sure uh, they, they, they experience a lot of lack, and he's in a position where he's being trusted. You know, who's going to see this? Who's going to see this? Well, I mean, you know, come on. But he was so excellent yes. that the heathen king 
going to set them over the whole realm. Now, this does not go unnoticed. Come on. Verse 4, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. You've all heard the story about Daniel and the lions then. It's over money. It's over him being a paymaster. It was over his faithfulness. And he became the target. Why? It, he shut down all the other guys that are just putting their own pockets. You see this? You see this? And you know, you know what happens. I mean, you don't have to go in there. I'm just the point I want to bring out is let you see how the devil targets paymasters. And it tells you exactly why Daniel was put in the position he was put in. No fault, no error, excellent spirit. Folks, we're talking about a whole lot of money here now. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking about a whole jurisdiction. And the king, you know what? He can talk to the queen. You know this Daniel guy. I know he. I know he, he, he's in captivity. But I tell you what, the guy. Boy, I mean, you, you ask him something. He's just straight up honest. All my other clowns, they, they just tell me what I want to hear. And I know, I know that money going somewhere. So I'm gonna find out. Well, how are we gonna do that? I'm gonna put Daniel and make them bring the books to Daniel. Stop all this mess. See, there are, there are positions that require paymasters underneath them. For instance, uh, I, have a, I have a treasurer, right? Uh, elder family. But where we're going, he ain't going to be able to keep up. And uh, not that he uh, isn't skilled. It's just too much. See? But I have to have people in position. I don't have time to be counting money and paying that bill over there, right? Even though the authorization comes from here. Are, are you following? So as God takes you up in the success chain <laughs> and you be a faithful paymaster, there will be paymasters that you raise up underneath you. Because you ain't going to have time to do all that. But you can't just give them a checkbook or a credit card and say, handle it. See, because they'll either do one or two things. They'll buy cheap stuff, or it ain't their money. 
So they just, whatever. No, you got to have somebody that handle it just like you would handle it. And you're not going to have somebody like that unless they come up the paymaster graduation course to think like you think. And God is not going to let you have what he has unless we graduate the same way. See? So, look over here at Judas. Should we look at Judas? We see how Daniel ended up resisting the devil. Come on now. But look at look at Judas. Y'all know Judas. Judas, Judas, John chapter 12. Verse 3. Then Mary took then took Mary a pound of ointment of spicknard, very costly, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with his hair, with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Now, see, that sounds real logical. This he said, not that he cared for the poor. Now, he is making out like he has compassion. You got to beware. Got to beware. Because there, there, there'll be people taking up offerings for an orphanage. And uh, it never makes it to the orphanage. Come on now. Are you, are you here? Watch this. It says, was, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because. He, he was a what? A thief and had the bag. Now, we ain't talking about a Publix bag. Money bag. And bear what was put therein. Now, Jesus gave Judas an opportunity. You know, I've heard... People say that he had to, uh, God needed a Judas. So somebody had to be a Judas and he didn't have no choice because the scriptures, uh, the old prophets said that there would be one that would betray him for 30 pieces of silver. So Judas, he didn't have no choice, but he had to betray him because, uh, pro no, the prophet was, was, was foreseeing, right? Uh, all of that. Judas had been given an opportunity being in the paymaster's entourage. He is given the bag, right? This, this is his job. Now, we see something begin to crumble. Now, now Jesus, Jesus didn't say, hey, Judas, thief. He didn't, he didn't see... He didn't see Judas breaking into a bank and say, hey, 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 come here. No, no, no. No, he started out sincere. He started out wanting to serve. 
But see, I'm telling you, money does strange things to people. I've seen it happen. I've seen people that were just so kind until they got some money. All of a sudden, they got the big head. You all know what the big head is down here? Big head. I don't mean their head big. I think they, I'm talking about they think they all that. Right? You following this? So Jesus didn't go out looking for a thief to fulfill prophecy. Now watch this. Otherwise, there would have never been no betrayal. He was a thief to begin with. There's nothing betrayed. You can't call that betrayal. Jesus should have known better than to bring a thief on board. No, he had the willingness to serve, but all of a sudden he's seeing all this. He's seeing Joanna, Susanna, Mary. All of a sudden all this money going in this bag. Bag getting heavy. We need a bigger bag there, Jesus. We'll get a bigger bag. Go down there and get a bigger bag. And he is handling all this money. Now, folks, you better, you better get this. It's easy for God, for you, for, for, <laughs> for you to trust God with a little when you got a little. Can he trust you with a lot? Now, we want to say yes. But we do not know the power that money has. God does. And he knows the power that he has to overpower the power of money. And if you think money don't have no power, there are people out there selling their body for it. There are people that are stealing children and selling them for it. There are people doing pornographic movies for it. Hello? You talking about overpowering? Is anybody listening to me tonight? All right. Let's, let's, let's watch Judas. Let's watch him a little bit here. Chapter 13. Don't have to go far. Look at this. Verse 1. Now remember what I said? The devil targets paymasters. Paymasters target the devil. Give the devil hell. See, we can shout that. That's a powerful song. But we got to do more than shout it. We got to live it. And you want to give the devil hell? You want to give the devil hell? See some single mama that's raising three or four kids on her own and just go over and just bless her. I mean, just pay for their whole Christmas. Mama Alberta. <laughs> She's non-stop in this. She's paying, she's paying one person's electric bill every month. 
She's paying another one's rent through the rest of the year. Ain't touching that shoebox neither. No, I ain't even touching that. I don't have to tell you that, but I have to tell you that. See? Come on now. This, don't you want to do stuff like that? I'm not talking about having it done for you. I'm talking about doing it for others. You might be in a situation where you need it done for you, but quit looking at it that way and start looking at you're going to be the one that's doing it for somebody. And as you start making that shift, you go from a taker to a giver. And things begin to happen. See? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm all up in Friday night. Ain't I? Now, chapter 13, verse 1, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. The supper being ended. Watch out now. The who? Shout He's targeted a paymaster. I'm talking about in Jesus' crew. The miracle worker himself. You know the miracles that Judas saw? You know the miracles that Judas did. You better, you better understand this now. Because you can see the supernatural. You can have the supernatural flow through you. But money does strange things to people. So don't think, well, that'll never happen. No, you got to keep that heart. See, that's, 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 where, that's where the Lord says, write that check. Well, I did that. He knows you did that last week. He knows you did that last night. He don't care about all that. It's a conditioning. It's a conditioning. See, we were shouting, everybody won't be a paymaster. Every hand went up. Start talking about how it happens, and it's like, mm-hmm. ain't no way I get a little grunt and groan here. Why? See, it doesn't stay like that, though. It doesn't stay like that. That's, that's, that's what God knows. Yes. That's what we know now. Yes. It doesn't stay like that. God never intended for you to be a paymaster out of just barely enough to get by. No. But that's where he starts you. Friday night. That's where he starts you. See? Now here we got Judas. The de- not only Understand the supper being in. Are we talking about the communion? Huh? Are we talking about the communion? Where my body is broken for you, my blood. And Judas right there. Taking communion. So all you, I better not go there. Don't you think that was a holy moment? 
I mean, we still use those, those scriptures when we're taking communion. And how do we do it? In the same night that Jesus was betrayed. <laughs> I'm telling you, the devil targets paymasters. Paymasters target the devil. This is not for the weak. See? See? Hallelujah! I just got hungry. Well, I'm going to go to the jungle here in a minute. We gonna, are we going to the jungle? Huh? I'm just making sure. Feel like Tarzan. <laughs> the supper, are we reading the Bible? The supper being ended, the devil now put in the heart of Jesus' paymaster. Of Jesus' paymaster. He has the bag. Simon's son to betray him. Now get over here in verse, uh, where is it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. 27. Well, let's back up here. Verse 21. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in the spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked on one another, doubting on whom he spake. Now, don't you know, Judas got Judas like, he playing it. Come on now. He was playing it so much, they couldn't figure it out. Now, see, God does not look at the outward. He looks at the inward paymasters. He looks at the inward paymasters. Come on now. And so when they hear that betray, they won't know, they won't know who this thing is. Who, who is it? Then the disciples looked one another, doubting whom he spake. Now, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, Simon Peter, got his sword. He ready, he ready, he ready to take somebody out because he knows it's not him. And he believes Jesus or whatever he says. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it is should be of whom he spake. That's talking about John himself. He then lying on Jesus' breast saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I've dipped it. Right there, he did it in front of everybody. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, now in verse 2, the devil now had put into the heart. Now we got Satan going into the heart.
That's, how, that's the pro- process. There's some demon-possessed rich folk. Now, you've heard me talk about it, but when, when I was out there and, and uh, I got saved and, you know, uh, me and Adam were putting together that uh, music group Zero Balance. And uh, <laughs> 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 edit that, Eric, edit that. <laughs> And so, you know, when I wrote that first song, Power of Faith, the devil tried to get me to sell my soul. You've heard the story. devil talking from down here. said, I'll put you between John Cougar, Mellencamp, and Bruce Springsteen. God up here said, don't listen to that. Go ahead and write the song. See? And there, there, there are people that have sold their soul to the devil. Yes, sir. And, you know, when these musicians die, you hear everybody say, rest in peace. You're in a better place. They ain't hell. We just had Eddie Van Halen, virtuoso. He in hell. He ain't in heaven unless somebody let him to the Lord when he when he had his tongue cut out. He had his tongue cut out. He he doing songs running with the devil. And now everyone's gonna say, Well, he's he's playing for Jesus. I better move on. Do you see in verse 2, Chris, how the devil is making this suggestion, having now put into the heart of Judas? See, he'd been playing with his mind, right? But now Satan has entered him in verse 20. Seven after the sop, Satan entered into him, then said Jesus unto him, That you do is do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him, for some of them thought because Judas was the paymaster. That Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Now, you better, you better catch this. He made a covenant with those, that religious group for 30 pieces of silver. Right. Folks, he, had, he could have been in the upper room. Right. He could have been filled with the Holy Ghost. We could be re- reading a book of Judas right. that, 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 that made it into the Bible. Holy Ghost inspired, but he ended up hanging himself. You see how powerful money is? See? Now, we got to be smarter than that. See, we got to be, we got to rise up above that. And, uh, well, well, can, can I go just real quick? Uh, Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 5. You remember the story about Naaman? Remember that? Naaman comes to Elisha. He hears that 
he don't have to be a leper no more. And he thought the prophet would come out and wave his hand all over the place. But instead, he sends his messenger, Gehazi, his paymaster, his paymaster out. And Gehazi gives the message for him. And he goes off mad. Then one of his paymasters says to him, Hey, uh, well, you know, if he'd have told you to do something that was valiant in, in fighting, you'd have done it. How much more? Dipping yourself seven times in Jordan. He dipped himself down seven times in Jordan and came up that seventh time whole. Right? Right? Now, uh, in verse 15, And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold now, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of your servant. But he said, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Now, 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 now listen, if you're going to operate, there are times when you don't receive. There's something going on. And he's trying to get the reality to Naaman that his God loves him and that you don't have to buy healing. Because you see, just a few chapters later, they're bringing camels full to Elisha, and he's receiving it. So it wasn't like he had this poverty mentality and wouldn't take that. But Gehazi, his paymaster, watch this. And Naaman said, Shall there not, I pray thee, be given to thy servant two mules, burden of earth, for thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering, so on and so forth. And so uh, he said, No, go in peace. Verse 20, But Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, the man of God, said, Behold, my master has spared Naaman the Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which he brought, but as the Lord liveth, as the Lord liveth, Blessed be my rock. <laughs> Spiritualizing. As the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. Now, folks, you got, you, you, you got to know when to hold him. Oh, 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 what? Okay, know when to... <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, praise the Lord. Well, I don't even have to show up then tomorrow night. You, you guys got that. Watch this. So Gehazi followed after Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him, says, All well? He said, Yeah, all's well. Now watch. Watch what happens, what people will do. He lives and serves Elisha who doesn't lie. You, you talk about seeing miracles. You talk about seeing things that he has a rare look that nobody had ever seen with Elisha. Yeah, walking in the footsteps of a prophet. 
But see, money. See? I mean, there you are. You're walking across the Walmart parking lot, and there's that wallet laying in the parking lot. And several hundred dollars sticking out the side of it where it fell. And you need <laughs> just that amount to make it through the month. That's God. Wealth of the wicked laid up for the just. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you pick that thing up, and there's the ID right there. And you act like you don't see it. Come on. No. No. Here, here, watch this. Do unto others. The golden rule. Right? I mean, if you drop that wallet, I said, if you drop that wallet, you want somebody to say, well, that's God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, you call that person up. I found this wallet, and see in your mind you're thinking, man, they're going to give me a reward. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you meet them, and you give it to them, and they say, thank you so much. God bless you. They're not your rewarder. God just wants you pass the test of obedience. See? So Gehazi followed after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down with the chariot and met him and said, It's all well. He said, All's well. My master has sent me. Now he's using the authority that he's been given. Using Elisha's prophetic position as the authority, as the source of receiving something. Money does crazy things to people. My master sent me saying, Behold, even now they're... Now, he makes up his big story. Because he don't want it to look like he's taking it. Behold, even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two chains of garment. Name he said, Hey, take two talents. He urged him, bound two talents of silver and two bags with two chains of garments and laid them upon... Two of his servants, they bear them before him. That's a whole lot of weight. 
And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and he hit them, is what he's doing, bestowed them in the house, and he let the man go, and they departed. But he went in, stood before his master like nothing about. And Elisha said to him, Where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? Now, now he's going to lie to the prophet. He one thing lied to Naaman, now you're going to lie to the prophet. I ain't going nowhere. The devil targets paymasters. It's nothing to fear if you just keep your heart in front of God. But you need to understand it. Verse 26, And he said unto him, Went not my heart with thee? When the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, is it a time to receive money and receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants? The leprosy. The leprosy. Therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. He was in position to be the next prophet. But he ended up being in the position of the next leper. And all that money that he hid in the tower ain't going to take care of none of that. Do you, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying to you tonight? See, so what we're talking about, serious business, it's more than just, you know, having enough money to do this and do that. We are going at the very juggler vein of the devil. We're going at the very root of what causes his kingdom to function. See? See? All right. I'm done. I'm going to the jungle. <laughs> Pastor Jonathan, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on, give God another hand tonight for the word of God that you receive it tonight. That's a mic drop right there. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it, it springs issues of life. So when you and I are going to be paymasters, we got to make sure we guard our hearts and don't let the love of money get in there. Make sure it's always filled with the love of God. If you love God, you love him, do his will, and then you make no place for the devil to get in there and enter your heart and put the wrong things in there. Amen? Amen. All right, now let's seal that word tonight. Let's seal that word. If you need an offering envelope, raise your hands. The ushers are on each aisle. They'll place an offering envelope in your hands. Praise the Lord. Let's move quickly, ushers and deacons, whoever. We need to help. We, got, we need envelopes way up here. Front, please. 
Those of you that, that are giving online, you can go on our website, exceedinggrace.cc. And uh, on our website, you go to the giving page. And uh, you click on the uh, giving options there. Click guest speaker. And you'll get Apostle Derber's name so that everything you give online will go uh, for this um, love offering for what we've received tonight, to seal this word. Hallelujah. This is where we, where we start putting some actions to our faith. Amen? The word doesn't just come to pass. We've got to respond to it, put some actions to our faith. So this is, this is part of the practice and the training, being paymasters of the gospel. Hallelujah. I was telling, sharing with Apostle Dover in the office something I was saying to my wife as we were preparing for service tonight. That, you know, God has a, a if you allow this word, a dilemma. And that, that dilemma is, is to get people who accept prosperity, who will accept prosperity, to be compassionate. But also to get people who are compassionate to accept prosperity. And it's very rare that you have, have people who are compassionate who accept prosperity and those who, are, who will take prosperity to be compassionate. But if God can find people who are going to be prosperous and compassionate, that's what a paymaster is. You're going to obey God's voice. When it tells you to do something, you're going to do it. You're going to do whatever he tells you to do. And then you're going to be looking for opportunities to do good to all. Isn't that Galatians 6.10? Let, uh, therefore, as you have opportunity to do good to all, especially those who are the household of faith. So we're looking for opportunities to do good. Amen? And God will increase us more and more and more. And we can bring smiles to people's faces and help men and women of God get the gospel all, all over the world. Amen? Matthew 24.14 is our job. All right? This gospel of the kingdom should be preached in all the world as a, as a witness to all nations, and then the end shall come. That's our job. The world's not going to fund that. The world will finance wars and all that stuff, but we have to finance the gospel going out. God needs paymasters. Amen? And there's a room full of potential paymasters. Amen? Tomorrow night we'll learn in detail how to do it. And move into that. Amen? All right. You have your offering ready? Praise the Lord.